Fun fact about me, Bron. I refuse to teach my six-year-old daughter how to speak properly because it's cute. <laughs> recently, <laughs> recently, I picked her and her friend up, who, who's also six, up from gymnastics, and it was pajama week at gymnastics, and her friend was wearing a leotard, and I said, oh, Olivia, you're not wearing your pajamas. Did you forget? And she said, no, my mum forgot. And Edie, who never listens to anything anyone said, apparently was listening this time, stopped in her tracks, turned to Olivia and said, Olivia, it is your disability to remember that. (laughs) (laughs) And I did not fix it. It is so cute. So now Edie thinks life is full of disabilities, just one after the other, bringing her down. And that's just how I'll leave it. <laughs> Little mate. Hello and welcome to Good Sheilers, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes us all tick. I'm Bron, a comedian. And I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. And we're longtime friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that kicks us in the guts. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for good sheilers. I just had such an ADHD moment. I forgot to say my bit. That was why there was a I know. <laughs> I was like... Well, I thought- uh, yeah. I thought that there I was. I got distracted. There was a oh bird outside. <laughs> I thought that there was like a real delay. No, I was like, right. great, was, great, great. It was great. just it's my just... disabilities. <laughs> oh, oh, how, no. how are you feeling? You're feeling distracted. That's I'm okay. Oh, no, I'm, I'm okay. I am okay. How are you, mate? I'm great. I just uh, this is this will be our um, the, our few times uh, that we have tried to record this. Maybe our third time, yeah. maybe attempting this. There's been many cancellations, but this is what everyone has come to grow and love about us because they have decided that we are so inconsistent. <laughs> It's adorable. It is so endearing, and uh, we. But we have tried really hard, and we're here now. We're done. We're doing it. My baby's asleep. Your baby's missing. It's so good. It's and who so knows where my babies are? Who even knows? Who knows? <laughs> and we are going to uh, record this, and it's going to be great. And we're going to cover a couple things. One thing that I'm really excited that we're going to co- cover is something that we noticed in the news. It is about Celeste Barber. Uh, she is obviously one of the most loved uh, female comedians. It's a. She, I don't. She. I know she does stand up, but I don't think that's what she's best known for. She's best known for her Instagram posts in, um, what is the hashtag? Challenge accepted. Yes, challenge accepted. Yeah. That's right. Sorry, there yeah, was another where, bird. <laughs> okay, okay. Where she where she roasts uh, people, uh, mostly super beautiful women um, 
uh, doing particularly strange things on um, their Instagram accounts. What else are we covering, Claire? Are you with us? We, I am here. I'm here. I'm with us. It's like a bad seance. We are talking about life seasons and what it means to pass through different stages of your life, what you need to hold on to and what you should let go of. We're going to talk about it in particular context of you, mate, of your current oh, life seasons, the season of seasons, season of broad. Party of five, Susan, too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Okay, so t- tell me, Claire, how have you been first up? Yeah, I've been. Have you been well? Well, I just, I've just, I've, I've talked about it on our Instagram. I've been a little bit sad, but that's okay. Well, it's not okay. I shouldn't, I shouldn't normalize, uh, downplay it. I should normalize it. I shouldn't downplay it. Yes, my, um, my mental health hasn't been one hundred billion dollars, but I am definitely coming out of the little swampy quagmire that it is and feeling like day by day that I'm getting a wee bit of a wee bit more control a wee bit more um centering um and yeah I'm hopeful that um hopeful that I keep on the up it's funny that um and I'm I'll talk about another episode don't really feel like I'm equipped to talk about it just yet but um Mm. like it's it's like depression is such a adult thing it's so repetitive it's like oh oh here I am again cool that's cool that's great let's yeah let's um let's let's do this again and then it's like oh again again. and again and again and again and then Mm. yeah it just gets very very tiring but um I'm hopeful that this time there is a different approach to it I've got a new psychologist who's really great and yes I'm gonna be fine I'm gonna be 100 dollars fine good you are going to be fine. You are going to be, oh, That's interesting. I really didn't see this one coming because I've been in contact with you and it, uh, recently and you seemed very good but also like it, it's, you know, like you said, me, there's no rhyme, no reason for depression sometimes. And, no, um, and I'm very good at shield, like disguising it as well nowadays. Because you were wearing a moustache. I was wearing a disguise. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm good at disguising it. We just painted on a smile. I was like, this Claire looks amazing. <laughs> I'm happier. It's weird that she's smiling and crying, but they must be happy tears. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, you just like get really, really good at masking, but then it all just gets too much. And you're like, I can't hide it anymore. I'm falling apart. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, but well, I'll talk about it in another episode. I've talked about it before. I'll talk about it again. Ugh. But, um, yes, hopefully on the up and up. And how about you, mate? Ah, yes, I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm great. <laughs> Is there a bird there asshole? too? No, I'm just thinking. You're like, I'm really sad, but I'm being brave. And I'm like, yeah, what about me, Claire? I'm very good. <laughs> Why are we talking about me being good yet? No, I'm fine. Um, I, uh, it's very, it feels like everything's in fast forward, but um, it has done for a while now mm. I think everything's felt quite quick um on a bad note Ari's not very good at sleeping at the moment but that's because he's got a cough and he's um silly silly dumb baby who's silly dumb baby silly dumb baby and he doesn't know that like if you just sit up and drink a glass of water you will be fine but because he's like if you just got up and made yourself a brocca exactly. grabbed a couple of Nurofen you'd be uh-huh. fine Hot toddy, mate. 
it fixes heaps of things. Uh, no, he will. Uh, so he just gets really, really, really upset. So I just have to lie in the spare bed with him and just rub his back while he coughs all night. So if I get most of my words wrong today, um, it's a Christmas miracle that a single word has come out of my mouth. So you should all be grateful. I'm very grateful. Uh, Huzzah. Thank you. No. Yeah. No. So but apart from that, everything, everything's, I feel like things are fine. I'm very good at forgetting things at the moment Claire you wouldn't understand I have no I, idea um, what you mean I have the brain of an elephant <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and in this moment I'm sure you are uncertain who you're talking to it's Bronte I have no I'm idea Bronte. this is a bird <laughs> <laughs> thanks for calling me back bird no it's uh yeah so I think that life is really busy but um I wouldn't it's nothing I would take out of it apart from maybe three kids. <laughs> Can and I all those birds. Out? Yes, all the birds, the birds, the birds. Yeah, so it's – but I think it's good um, that as this episode continues, perhaps things will kind of – the dust will settle and I'll realise just how miserable I am, you mm. know. Stay tuned. We can only hope. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about Celeste, our dear friend Celeste. Our dear friend Celeste Barber. Hi, Celeste, if you're listening. So, Celeste Barber. Celeste is a very famous Instagram influencer and comedian. Wait, would you call mm. her an influencer? Probably not. What's it? What mm. is an influencer? She influences people. She's a comedian. I think that influencer is like a bit of a daggy term. I don't think that she would. She doesn't like that. Sorry, Celeste. I, well, I don't know. I've never. I, I was texting her this morning. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't. I don't know her number. <laughs> On her Wikipedia, even... she's described as a comedian and a media personality. We shall call her that. Yeah. So she. I think she would. I think she would probably try and get really far away from the term influencer because mm. they are the people who they're her. They're her prey. So she's an influencer. And and back in 2015, after a little bit of a, um, for people who don't know her, after a little bit of a shtick with comedy and um, she did really, really well and and acting as well, she started her Challenge Accepted series on Instagram. And so she started to poke fun at celebrities and famous people and how they posed on Instagram and copy it. And um, it just exploded and she went from kind of, you know, relatively well-known Australian comedian to like international superstar. She's yeah. massive. She's been touring America and she's she's just she's just everyone knows who she is. Celebrities get really excited when she makes fun of them. So the whole the shtick is that she finds a ridiculous photo um, of um, of uh you know like influencer a, yeah an influencer a celebrity like dressed up in something silly or like you know like in a ridiculous very, pose yeah and she copies it always and they're always very earnest these people you know sometimes it's like this is art and where I'm covered in strings and I'm doing a somersault but they're like because they're seven foot and weigh 14 kilos they still look quite glamorous whilst they're doing it but if you kind of like poke the air out of it or like and you just go, wow, that is a grown woman covered in strings doing a somersault, <laughs> you go, this is actually ridiculous. And so I reckon what Celeste does is go, but what if like what if a regular looking woman does what you do 
Mm. We're like surely we're now allowed to laugh at it. And people love it. They love it because I mean love. we see all these unattainable things on the internet, social media, these women who are just so beautiful and so perfect. Like and and someone's poking fun at it and it's kind of nice. It's like, oh okay, yeah. we can actually have a lull. And and but the the question that's come up recently is, is it actually is it okay that she does this? So um Tem- Tammy Hembrow, I don't I don't know who she is. Good. If you can fitness. hear a noise outside and it's very loud, that's the lawnmower that just started. Oh, fantastic. I can't hear it. I can <laughs> barely hear you. Oh, no, I can't. I, can. I absolutely can't. very no, she, noisy. Tammy Hembrow. Uh, Tammy, yeah, Tammy Hembrow. She's apparently a fitness influencer. And what, what did she post that Celeste jumped on board with? She posted a photo of her just two weeks after giving birth to her third child in really beautiful lingerie. And she looks amazing. She looks absolutely amazing. Um, and I mean, amazing. I shouldn't even say that. She looks like a very fit yeah. woman. And it, she, she looks ha- like she's not just had a baby. She looks like that she's not just a- had a baby. And she said, this yeah. body created lifetimes three. And then, um, and before that, um, she had already posted more photos about her post baby body. And what did Celeste do? Celeste, uh, she said it was dangerous. Yeah, she, she did. jumped on board and she said it was very dangerous to um, to do something like that. So, yeah. did she actually? Did she make a? Did she do a? joke about like did she actually post a photo no 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 she no, kind she of said right? she said no disrespect like good on you but this is dangerous like yeah you, nobody should have to feel like they have to do this on a post baby body and she said when she was 12 days postpartum that um that um her you know like she was just surviving basically and um and this uh, and you know, she made a point that the act of posting her body on Instagram postpartum was dangerous in and of itself. I mean, that that's a separate conversation, really. I mean, it's about responsibility and it's about, you know, understanding the impact that you have other, on others, particularly when you've got a huge platform. Yeah. But then like Temi Hebrew, Hebrow, what is her name even? Her whole, her whole shtick is that she's, she's gorgeous, right? She's, and she does fitness programs and she, yeah. She does like she sells she sells things. Her brand is fitness and looking hot. So I mean, it's kind of God that lawnmower is so relaxing. I'm so, so yeah, glad you is. can all hear that really loud lawnmower. It's okay. It's Brunswick. The lawn must be tiny. The lawn must uh, be tiny. Um, and so she's selling she's selling a you know she's selling a product. She's selling to women. You too can look like this after you've just had yeah. a baby. And that's you know whatever that we've talked about things like that before. Let's not go into it. But what the conversation is now is that Tammy Hebrow called out Celeste. Baba for calling her out and said I will wear whatever I want so changed it into a conversation about what women should be able to dress in and what women should be able to wear um and the the point that came up is through through the thread of what she said and it was someone said yeah Celeste does not do comedy she does bullying so this is what we're talking about does Celeste well she's making fun of all of these people and and someone pointed out uh, it was like women who make fun of women are just bullies and it's like okay all in all all in all considering all the things that we have said i we do neither of us like bullies neither of us like trolls we've talked we've had um we've talked about um what was that what was a what was tegan oh yeah that lady that lady that lady there we've talked about trolls before we've talked about bullies and how they can't once you're a bully you're a bully but I just cannot I can't say that Celeste Barber fits into that category at all 
um because in like in comedy you are allowed to yeah anything's game right it's punching up you punch up and if someone's got more status than you someone and then you are allowed to go for them um if someone has less status than you that is absolutely not okay no thank you if she was making fun of you know like i said a minority completely different kylie jenner fair game any of the kardashians go for it any supermodel who has an exorbitant amount of followers and um, quite a lot of wealth just because of their uh, they've won the genetic lottery and that's not a ter- that's a term I've learned not the one that I would willingly use um, uh, happily use about you know that aesthetic but it is that they call winning the genetic lottery being tall and slim and white but tanned um and she's making fun of these women and just saying and i don't think when you say it's her making fun of women that are like regular looking women by saying she looks silly and they don't i think she's saying i think the opposite i think she's saying like this is what you look like Mm. this is what like if you like what i'm doing is what you're doing it's a challenge Mm. accepted this is what you're doing so i think she's actually just saying you look ridiculous. Yeah, that's. I think that's a. I think it's a. That's a. That's a better perspective. I think. I mean, I guess going back to you know what, it's a very different thing that she did with Tammy Hebrow. She was like, "Look, this is this is what you've done. This is the impact of your particular behaviour, and you know you, this is harmful for women because you're making you know like like nobody should you know not not that nobody should. I'll take that back. Very few people can look like that." If they yeah. are in, um, if they are in, um, you know, if they've just had a baby, it's just not possible. And the reality is that it will make people feel really bad to, to feel like they should be looking like that. So, you know, like she's calling out something where she's saying you should be more responsible. You should yeah. be more thoughtful about the impact of, because I know if I looked at that, you know, a couple of weeks postpartum, I'd feel like shit too. <laughs> totally. Like, and again, I mean, this is... This is not women's fault. It is men's fault. (laughs) Yeah, it's men's fault. It's the male gaze. The reason that we all perform and feel like this, and it's you know, it's a social issue. It's 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 about how we kind of how we engage with with ourselves and the world, and how we kind of um you know see ourselves. And it's very much about you know again expectation that we hold for ourselves rather than you know any kind of um thing that these women you know are doing independently you know it's not because they necessarily want to I'm I'm, I'm sure it feels lovely to be that fit and beautiful and pose in funny poses and still look gorgeous but they do it because there's a market for um there's a market for it there's a market for it and the market is you know is the is the gaze of men absolutely and that's why it's not the, anyone's fault except for men's. And that's it's final. Nice. It's your fault, guys. Do better. It's, again, <laughs> for all those blokes listening, this is your fault. Do better. Exactly. Try hard. Exactly. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was. this is a very brief conversation. No, we don't think Celeste Farber is a bully. We just don't. No. Like, she is, she is, um, she is, you know, many things. She's a funny, clever woman. She is, um, she is very kind of savvy and very um and obviously amazing success and she but she's I don't think yeah we don't think she's a bully we don't think Celeste Barber is a bully case closed finished next case next next 
Legs. Okay, what else is on our list of disabilities? Okay, now we we promised our listeners that we were going to talk about the seasons of life. And the reason why you're talking about the seasons of life, Claire, is the reason for the seasons. The reason for the seasons is uh, we, there's an article in the Sydney Morning Herald talking about the Sydney, uh, seasons of life um, and how everything is temporary. Mm. And, and that is something that, that we tend to struggle with that uh, that concept of this will pass mm. and I I do and I feel like we are both in very different stages of like, like we have yeah. forever like I felt like for so long we we're in the same stage of life yeah you know, like we kind of like we met we moved to Melbourne we we went to university we started careers we met our life partners we you know we um we had babies and then our lives took kind of wildly different trajectories all of a sudden. And mm. and that's been a really interesting kind of test of not just our friendship, but, you know, where, where we land where we, and who we thought we were and who we actually are. Um, and, you know, I have to, you know, like I think that one of the struggles with um, – being at a particular stage, I'm in my stage right now, as I'm a, you know, I've got a very demanding career, which I care about a lot. I'm a single parent of two little girls. I have shared care of, um, you know, of, of them with their dad. And I have a, you know, I have a partner overseas, like, and so like the day-to-day can be a bit of a grind. And I think, you know, it's that thing where you always compare yourself to other people, right? Like mm. always. So like I look at other people and what I what I feel jealous of, like there's, you know, like what I feel like I should have. Not 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 jealous, that's that's not that's the wrong term. I think what I feel like I should have is like, you know, like a nicer house and, you know, like more like like a fitter body and like more and you know like more achievements in kind of other areas and 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 like what i think what's really interesting is there's been a lot of talk about you know self care and you know the reasonableness of um having it all what this changes in um in the conversation is an acceptance of what the stage of your life is and an acceptance that you're not going to be able to do all the things and also that you might look back and miss the things that you are doing now. So I just, I, li- I really like this. Like it is, so you have this mantra about ages and stages, right? So you are aware of where the stage is. So she writes, while I envy older friends who regularly run 10 kilometers, hold down impressive jobs and entertain in beautiful homes um, free of fingerprint grime they too look at me longingly aching for mm. a time when their two-year-old would wrap her arms around their neck and whisper I love you it's really cute but yeah. it's like you're really mindful of this stage of your life being a stage being temporary and when you struggle against it when you try to kind of wish for other parts of life to be part of your current stage you're going to feel frustrated you're going to feel like things are falling short, but if you just accept that this is temporary, that life fluctuates, you have a lot more capacity to enjoy it and grow in it. Yeah. And everyone has said that since the beginning of time. This is not a new uh, concept and I would, I think 
I would we'd be doing um, ourselves an, mm. a disservice by <laughs> saying yes, that's what we that's what we do and that's what we think and that's what we uh, I want everyone to do because remember when the babies were tiny, our babies were tiny, and how hard it was and how dreadful it was and how annoying it was when a, 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 an older woman said, "This is the best time of your life." Mm. It's like fuck off. You have very little memory of how hard this is then. And that's not to say I know what it is like to be a 65-year-old woman looking at a new mother. I can't, no. I can't say I understand that perspective. But it is so annoying when someone tells you this is the best part of your life, when mm. it is genuinely hard. I actually, I've changed my mind on this. <laughs> oh, I, okay, let's fight. I love, I love it. I think, I actually think that it's a nice kind of trigger for reflection. And it's like, if you, you know, I, I've, I've been doing this to myself, you know, like, to, you know, in the night, so Frida just won't go to bed. So like, you know, she, like, she's, she's three. How old is she? I don't even know. Um, and, and, you know, in those nights, I'm like, I'm just, I just want to go downstairs. I just want to like, catch up and work emails and have a glass of wine I just want to be away like my brain is like next thing next thing next thing this is taking yeah. up my time and if I change if I change my kind of perspective and say fuck I'll miss this and then I look at it really differently as like a something that you know it's, it's a really helpful kind of internal perspective shift right and being like oh shit there is actually lovely bits in this I have a tiny kid who's not so tiny anymore and you know I've got Stevie in the top bunk who's just very content most nights reading herself to sleep and just putting you know like it, it's and and it is really fleeting that little Frida wants me to stay there and cuddle her and read her a book and hold her hand until she goes to sleep and it, it is actually helpful like when you are in the thick of it um, to step back and say, oh, what is actually, what is lovely about this? What should I value about this? Mm, I hear what you're saying and I do, I like even, like the difference between Ari and Olive, so Olive's eight now and Ari's one, the mm. difference that I have with those two, like even though Ari's hard, mm. I am much happier to, I'm far more patient with him than I think I was with Olive because I I didn't have an idea of how quickly it would go with mm. Olive until it was got, you know, now she's, uh, you know, eight and she's cool and she's got cool jeans and thanks to <laughs> you and she's like, uh, yeah, like she's a coolie and um, even though she still wants to show me, it, like, you know, mum, I've made up this dance, do you want to watch? I know, like, I will happily watch those dances now mm. uh, because I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. This stage is going to be gone soon. You're going to be 11 and way too cool to show me a dance and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so I get all of these things but I, I, what I hated so much is when someone stepped into my life for one second and told me how to feel yeah, and that is what drove fair. me insane I'm absolutely so happy to understand that they have a point and I am so happy to now to have learned that myself um, but it, it did not make me enjoy my time more by being guilted into sh- having like being told I should be enjoying it it's like actually I'm so tired and my depression and anxiety is through the roof Please stop telling me this is the best time of my life. Because I'm having don't, a shit time. Because <laughs> I'm struggling. It's really – and this is yeah. if this is the best time, then I fucking don't want to do any more of it because mm, mm. it's not good. Like that is a shit thing I mean, to Things say are going to gonna get worse. 
Yeah, that is a shit thing to say to someone with like postnatal depression. Is it is it is a shit. It is, but I think what this article, like, I mean, what this is getting at is kind of like rather than kind of the external gaze, like giving yourself that tool. I mean, of like stop, stop wishing away, you know, wishing away bits, but also just give yourself the gentleness of acknowledging that. This is this is a transitional stage. There are going to be shit bits in it, but it's not going to be forever. And you can't carry yeah. everything at once. If this, you know, like like this, if the stage in your life is caring for tiny children while you try to hold down a job, like it's okay if other things fall away because that's they will come back at a different yeah. time. You know, you will get more sleep in the future. You will feel more rested. You will have time to kind of, you know, like, you know, do do that hobby or, you know, get fit again. And I think it, it's that reminder that you, like, yeah. you know, like when you're, when you're feeling the loss of things like quite intensely because of other demands in your life, like it's, it's a really quick way to feel shitty. But if you just have a kind of a level of acceptance and like appreciation, it's going to make your mental health better. Yeah. No, happily, I will happily agree with that. And Alpha was far less passionate than I thought it was going to be. But I do, yeah, I do think that um, maybe not telling someone how to feel no. and saying like, Le- lean into this depression, small yeah, time yeah, of mother, course. new brand new mother, it's beautiful time. Um, <laughs> that is very different. But I think with my life at the moment um, and how, you know, I guess like how we, we are different is that I, with, I'm starting a, a different, I'm starting this different career and what I find really tricky is, uh, you know, when I look at, because I could just do comedy every day. I could just yeah. do it all, all day, every day. It's just such fun. Uh, but that obviously doesn't – it's not very conducive with a uh, being a mum of three with a partner who has a full-time job and um, that that is quite tricky. And so when I said at the start of this episode I feel like everything's in fast-forward, it just has felt like it's been in fast-forward for like a year. Uh, you know, the lockdown was – everything was in slow motion and then coming, moving up to Brisbane and comedy kicked off. It's, it feels like, and then Ari was born and then everything, it just felt like everything's been in fast forward. And when things in, are in fast forward, you miss things. Mm. Like I've, I miss, like I've often, I forget things all of the time when it comes to friendships. I'm always like, okay, yep, yeah, cool. It's that thing that's happening. But you know this firsthand, Claire. Like I'm just, <laughs> you know, like I will forget to call you for weeks. I'll forget to reply to texts for ages until you're like, are you dead? And I'm like, no, I'm just very busy. But I, I just, I get quite like tunnel vision because I look in the, you know, where if I look at other people in comedy, almost none of those people have kids. Mm. and then they have the ability or the luxury of just focusing on this full time uh and when it, it's very consuming comedy it's very very consuming you could, and you go well I could do that gig I could fit that in I could do this I could do that and you do actually watch people get better and better and better with the more practice like some people don't but a lot of people the more practice they do the better they get and so when you give an opportunity to practice or you give it stage time you're like yeah of course I'll take it and so when I get that kind of tunnel vision and I'm leaning into this moment like they say like you know you've got this thing make the most of it da, 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 and you lean into it when I do that all of these things like these time these sacrifices that I don't even know I'm making are kind of falling by the wayside uh, and then I've upset 
the the you know the apple cart in more ways than one and then I've got you know Lucas is cranky with me I've got friends who are like wow bro and you're so you know you don't reply to anything and then I've got you know the kids who are like mom are you ever going to put us to bed I'm like yeah yes I put you guys to bed all the time it's just because I used to do it every single night now that I don't do it every single night and so I have this kind of like inner turmoil where I constantly feel guilty but I'm also like a bit cranky that this is this is like if like if the situation was a little bit different like I was making more money from it uh or if I was the bloke or if uh you know if I felt perhaps I wasn't as present when they were so little that it would just be a bit different but I, I was there the, all the time when yeah I was yeah so this is a very new stage of your life yeah I'm like yes your dad will put you to and Lucas is fine putting like you know I think there'll be there's a few nights a week where he'll do the bedtimes without like quite a few nights where he'll do the girls anyway Ari he goes to bed a bit earlier but and they are getting you like they, the girls are getting used to it but it doesn't like they won't miss a beat when it comes to saying something like oh You've got a gig again. I'm like, yeah, I do. But it's working, guys. It's going to be fine. Mm, it's going to be And then and I it's had like, a... It's like all the different, like, I think the layers of it are that, you know, it's at a time where the people don't work, you know, and like the, I mean, the, the I think it's the narrative around it too. Like if you were going off to, you know, do shift work, you know, like, yeah, yeah I don't think there'd be the same conversation. It's just an acceptance. Like, but it is a job. It's a job like any job. And I'm, you know, I know that you absolutely love it, but it's still work. And yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's like that, like, but, but I think the, you know, the narrative becomes, oh, like, you know, like she's doing this because she loves it and it's a choice rather than like, yeah. oh, this is mum's profession. Yeah, and there have been like some tense moments between Lucas and I because I love comedy so much that, mm. and he uh, perhaps there's times where he doesn't love his job so much. It's really easy for him to see me going out as a, um, you know, when we're tired and frustrated and it's really easy for him to be like, oh, wow, she's just going to hang out with her friends again. It's like, no, no I'm... <laughs> I do like a lot of the com- comedians I work with and, yeah, it is in a bar or a pub a lot of the time but... It's it still work. Where I make my money. Like that's yep. how I'm making money now. And it's incredible that I am making money now. Yep. It's really lovely that I'm making money now. So it's, <laughs> um, so it, I think it's really hard unless you are like, and this is, this is the problem with being, you cannot be aware. You can't be logically thinking the whole time. You can't be like, this is temporary or this is okay. And my feelings are, uh, you know, aren't real, if I look at it logically, then she is just going out and she is doing her job and she's like, Lucas can't do that because he's human. There are going to be nights where he's going to be frustrated and it's really normal for the girls to be frustrated that I'm going out again. So it's, the I guess my issue with this whole, um, you know, be present, be present, be present is like, that's really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. But nobody is. I mean, he's like, nobody can be, you can't be present all the time. You can't be there all the time like it's just it's, it's, it's not not a reality for anybody to be that available to anybody in their lives this is always mm. going to be a balance but I think it's just as a different you know it's like it's it's a different kind of understanding of what a job is and a different um a different you know way of navigating that because 
not the time and the context, but if you just like, you know, it's a job, it's a job like any other yeah. job. Sure. You found the job you love and that's wonderful, but it's just not, um, it's, it's, it doesn't fit the kind of the idea of, um, of what, of what a job should look like right and I guess because yeah. you're not not you're not yet I'm sure you will be but not you're not yet at that level where you're kind of you know earning enough money you know for the whole family like it's just perceived in a yeah. particular That'll way be so good I can't yeah. wait to earn enough money oh and then Lucas can go part-time I've got this idea it's called challenge accepted I'll do some images of it. Oh, do you know what we should do, Claire? Is we should both do a picture for Instagram where you have to pick a <laughs> photo and you have to do a Celeste Barber challenge accepted for this episode. Oh my god, I re- I cannot tell you how much I don't want to do that. Oh my god, we have to do it. I, <laughs> I don't want to do you, it. Okay, if you you don't have to do it, I will do it. If you send me through the picture of the challenge accepted. Okay, fine. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you can do it. You can. This is the stage. The age is the stages that we are at. Here we go. We're yeah. doing. We're copying yeah. other. We're copying the challenge, etc. Because this is our age and our stage. No, this is for this episode. <laughs> it's for this episode. Okay, I love it. I love it. You can episode. do it. I'm not doing that. <laughs> that is fine, mate. That is fine. I accept your boundaries. I love boundaries. that. Thank you. That's my pleasure. That's my. Pleasure. <gasps> So if you are listening to this and thinking I'm really hating the stage I'm at, um, that's okay. That is okay to hate the stage that you are at. Um, uh, And I personally, it is my point of view that I hate when people tell me to be grateful. Um, But I think that it is okay to look back on something and miss it and be like, I wish, you know, I feel grateful that that happened, but I don't think that guilt should kind of drive that ship. Does that make sense? That's it. That's it. We did it. We did it. We fixed it. We did it. We fixed okay, it. Fix- Case closed. <laughs> Case Next. closed. <laughs> All right, we recorded. This is amazing. We recorded. Right. We're good okay. shooters. Uh, Goodbye. We are. I love you. Bye. Love you.